What's going on, guys? Welcome to All Access Magic. My name is Ryan Edwards. This guy over here is Blaze Sarah. Welcome everybody to the show. This one's gonna be a blast. I am. I am. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Yeah, I'm this, excited. Very this, much excited. This guy is the man, the myth, the legend. Should we, should we just should we just bring him in? I see people are already coming in, uh, and. Well, it's I it is. He's... We are talking, of course, about Jeff, the man, the man, the, the myth. myth, the legend. Hawkson. I mean, McBride. McBride. <laughs> oh, oh, it's the wrong Jeff. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> Hi guys, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank best, you. Thank you. Best start to a video ever. Did you like that? Uh, Did you I, like that? I should have had like it. some. I should have had some like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah something, something going some, on, some but I didn't. Fans Sorry. To uh, to clack. Yeah. Something or some wa spit water yeah. at you. Spit water. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> spit water. That, that would have been hilarious if you had the phone up like this and you were just spitting water out the side <laughs> oh. of it. Oh, no, see now. Oh, let's, come on. Let's start again. Jeff, go get water. Let's uh, go. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to spit. Call it a I day. would have loved if you just kept pulling your face off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep... uh, nice. So good. But so you know, good. when Jeff and I always talk, we always refer to each other as the other Jeff. I'm the other Jeff. No, I'm the other Jeff. So we. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Anyways, well, it's uh, wonderful <laughs> to uh, be on the All Access Magic channel. Well, thank ah, you so much for you. joining. First us. time we've been referred to as a channel. I think that's we're it. moving up in the world. That's well, it. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> you got your own thing, right? I mean, this is yeah. well, you got your own page. Well, what exactly are we on anyway? What we're basically TV. You know, yeah. we're new media. This is going live uh, around the world. Well, you should <laughs> let me know that this was that fancy. You got a nice background, all blue. You got another good background. I got like my home. I've got uh, you know, I got stuff. Got <laughs> Beatles in the background there, and some artwork and whatnot. So uh, I do know. love the Beatles, though. Who doesn't love the Beatles? And these are rare. I, this is the, I've got these on my very first time to, to London. Uh, they're, they're dolls, and I got them for my wife because she's a huge Beatle fan. And uh, funny enough, when we were first uh, working there, uh, there was an opening act in this uh, show uh, that I was doing called the Magic Comedy Hour and, and then the Magic Comedy Strip. Yeah. And it was done in, in London, and it was with Rudy Kobe, David Williamson, and myself, plus like 20 other magicians that came on in 16 episodes we did over there. And there's one guy who was a warm-up act. He was like a warm-up comedian. And his name was Tim. And uh, come to find out, my wife, you know, told him and said, oh, uh, you know, yeah, I'm a Beatles fan. And we went to the Beatles Museum and blah, blah. He goes, well, you know, I'm the guy that's mentioned in this song where Paul McCartney says, little Tim. Well, it happens to be his cousin. Oh, and that's so we, didn't, crazy. we didn't believe him because, you know, probably. Yeah, 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 every... And he said, yeah, yeah. Well, next thing you know, he sends his signed postcards from Paul McCartney. And uh, we're like, whoa, whoa, he's yeah. legit, you know. So <laughs> that's pretty nuts. That's pretty nuts. That's good. Nice. Nice. Wow. wow. So what shall we talk about today, gentlemen? Oh, oh, you aren't ready for some of the things coming later. Yeah. But we'll, we'll okay, ease you into talk it. about it, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start slower, but uh, that's the nice thing with the show. Like I said, uh, we, we ask our viewers every week, uh, if you have any questions for Jeff, 
uh, type them up in the chat. Uh, if you do want to call in, uh, make sure to get on the Discord um, on the stage. Raise your hand on the stage, and you can call in and ask Jeff a question as well. Um, but uh, Jeff, let's just ask. I mean, COVID's been pretty crazy the last couple of years. I know, obviously, before that, you were touring around with the Illusionists. Uh, so, so what does life look like for you right now? Well, uh, the timing actually was was. Uh, good and bad for me. Uh, I decided after traveling seven full years with The Illusionist, we opened up uh, at the Sydney Opera House uh, in, in Australia. And uh, I did seven years around the world and everywhere else. Uh, you know, you saw it, right? Toronto. And yep. we did a lot of things. And then finally, we ended up seven years later at the Sydney Opera House, right? Uh, for the second time. And I thought, you know, I think this is a good stop point for me. And it's a good career. Seven years, start at the Sydney Opera House, end at the Sydney Opera House. So I go, that, you know, that, that's pretty, that, that's a good, that's a good little career move there. And then at the same time, I had the opportunity to open a theater uh, here in Palm, Palm Springs, California. And so uh, we took it and opened up the theater, did really well enough that we know that it's going to work. Uh, and so we were open for five months from September 19 to March 2020. And of course, boom, that hits. And then we uh, made a decision uh, to reopen uh, finally last August. And we said, you know, it's been a year and a half. We got to either do it or not. Does it work? At least we did it long enough pre-pandemic to know that it's actually a successful format. Yeah. So we went ahead and reopened and now we're doing uh, back up where we were at. Uh, we're not quite at the pre-pandemic level, but we uh, we're, we're happy enough that it's we know it's it's working. Nice. So we're, we're you know, it, it worked out for us uh, rather well, even though, you know, we, yeah, we all like everybody else, you know, didn't do much during the pandemic. I ended yeah. up turning my theater into a streaming studio and we tried a few shows. So we know we have that option now if we want to do mm. it. I, I was going to ask, are you someone, because obviously your, your character that you, uh, you know, you on stage is like larger than life. Uh, if I, if I don't say so, uh, no, that's a, I've never heard it that way before. I've heard yeah. trash, rubbish. all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't sure if you would go into the virtual world because like so much of what you, you know, do well, feels yeah, like I it needs to be developed a life. different type of show though. Uh, I developed a show for a certain market and it really wasn't a magic show as much as it was a, uh, you know, sort of like a comedy show. And it's a good show. It's just that I, I have to figure out how to attack the market correctly. And in one of these days, I'll release it and let everybody know. But until that time, until I find the market for it, I'm sort of keeping it underneath my hat. So as much mm -hmm. as I'd like to tell you about it, I can't. <laughs> you can't. Uh, That's it. That's it. <laughs> Well, so Did let you like me... that? That's 3D thing happening there? I like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, like wow. 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 I need, uh, just missing the glasses. Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like you're in my house. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> well, it's almost 4D. Uh, yeah. Now, the... Uh, now we mentioned the character that you portray, and uh, and we we kind of briefly touched on that before we before we went live. Um, what was the kind of uh, the origin of that character, and how did it develop and build? You know, because. Uh, you know, well, obviously a lot of times uh, it's you... the uh, the story uh, that I have, and it's uh, very true that uh, <laughs> I, I had um, always I start you know in comedy clubs was a thing that I was doing mm -hmm. quite a lot, but I would always dress a, a bit better 
than all the, you know, because comedy club and some clubs, people come on with ripped T-shirts and jeans and not all that clean. And it's it's a grungy sort of look for a while. And, the you know, the comedians can have sometimes. And I was always the one that they would come up to me and go, dude, you know, don't don't dress so nice because <laughs> it's making us look like crap, you know. And I'm like, yeah. no, I, I I've always I've always dressed up. And at the very least, I have a, you know, a shirt and a vest and a tie or something, you know, mm. and so. Um, so this one time I had, uh, uh, I was performing at Mark Ridley's comedy club in, in Royal Oak, uh, Michigan, just North of Detroit. And it was, um, I had, uh, my, my, my first wife, uh, had picked out a tie for me, a, a, a rhinestone necktie. And she says, oh, you should try wearing this. <laughs> And I said, wow, I, I, I don't know. You know, I thought, <laughs> it's a woman's mm. thing. And I thought, I don't know. Will people think something? I don't know, you know? Yeah. And so I, um, I said, well, let's give it a shot, right? So I wore the tie. And I, I went on stage that night on a rainy night where there's only like around 12 people in the audience at the comedy <laughs> club. You know, I'm going to die anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I might, you know. So I wore it and I and I and I walked on stage and immediately upon walking on stage, I can see some of the people sort of like even before I really start talking, they're all going, <laughs> you know, and, you know, they're obviously pointing at the tie and stuff. And there was these two burly guys sitting drunk at the front table, you know, yeah. big old guys. And, you know, as, as soon as I got up to start talking, you could tell they were like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and they didn't want to pay attention to me. They were whatever. And out of my mouth, just off the top of my head, I realized what had happened and what they think. And yeah. I said, hey, oh, I, I, I know what you're thinking. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. And, and as I said that, they're laughing more. Yeah. Everything I say I'm not, they're laughing more. And I went, oh, this is interesting. You know, I went, hmm. You know, so they, they obviously think I'm gay. Yeah. So I went with it and I said, I'm not. I go, I was. I said, but I'm not, <laughs> I said, not anymore. And I look at these guys. I said, but I could be again. <laughs> and then I said, I was talking to my wife about all this. I said, Chuck, you know. And so now at that point, everyone's <laughs> cracking up, right? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. and so I realized that, OK, I am, but I'm I'm trying not to be. And I am. Is he? Is he? Isn't he? We don't know. Is he on the face? So that's so I figured, well, if that's the gimmick. You know, that's it. And so that night I went home and got rid of my regular tuxedos and got rid of my wife. And then, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you already got the rhinestone over time. again, you know, with yeah. a new career. And now it's like I'm known for rhinestones. And now, you know, my wife, who have, we're celebrating, you know, coming up 30 years here. She does all of my costumes. She's fantastic. She uh, she works harder than I do. She we she we have uh, I have a number of pairs of shoes that have you know, Savorsky rhinestones of up, upwards of 3000 on, on the, on the shoes alone. Crazy. I have one jacket, um, that has uh, 52,000 rhinestones on it. Uh, <laughs> and it, it weighs like 20 pounds. I, I mean, I walk, like, yeah. I walk like this cause I can't, you know, I have to do squats every, every, yeah. <laughs> every step is a squat. So, yeah. uh, but no, wow. she, and so she makes all, all, all of those and uh, she has been forever. And so she, you know, she's, uh, she's done well for that. So yeah, she keeps awesome. my character wow. alive, but it's funny. Now I don't really have to do any lines, yeah. any type of lines to set up the character. I just walk out. 
and just do regular comedy magic. And for some reason, it's I don't know whether it oozes out of me, uh, but, um, you know, I don't have to really do my setup lines like I did before. Yeah. Wow. wow. Well, I remember you saying in the show that your wife made your costumes. I was going to ask you if she did, because I was like this. That's a lot of work. Like it, it is. Uh, it's like, well, the one that I did for uh, the uh, the England in England, we did a, a, an ITV special. And um, so for that one and, and also one in in Los Angeles, too, we did we did one. And um, we we you know, that's where she spent two months making that one jacket for just a bow, just the bows. I walked out at the end with this, <laughs> you know, but you know, because it's really impractical, it's hard to do a show yeah. in that jacket. <laughs> no you doubt. Because you're doubt. constantly going, Oh crap. You know? Yeah. yeah. Just the whole thing's a workout. You've got a yeah. weight vest on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's where, that's where it actually started. And um, I've always been known as sort of like the Liberace of magic. I don't even know yeah. if you kids, know who Liberace right. is. I was literally yeah. going to make the comparison. Yeah, interesting. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Wow. So you, you know your history of show business. That's good. That's it. Now, I, I was going to ask, do like, obviously, when you were traveling with the illusionists, like, you're talking about guys that have these massive illusions, like even, you know, Kevin and stuff, and then you're going on stage yeah. with, with a paper bag, some balloons, a deck of cards. Does everyone hate you? Backstage, <laughs> like, like you know, I, I, I have I can to set up. say yes, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. but I remember when I we, we'd pack up for the illusionist, you know, because yeah. after a show, by the time the curtain hits, I've already packed up my egg bag, yeah, and my <laughs> and my costume. And so it takes me literally three minutes from the time the curtain comes down at the end to like I walk out. I'm saying, see you guys. And I'd, I'd <laughs> wave to them and they'd wave back, but they wouldn't use as many fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I had a, <laughs> of course, yes, I get that all the time. All the time. No doubt. Wow. Yeah. Huh. yeah. That's so interesting because I think a lot in theater, people talk about like, well, you, you go through the rehearsal process and then when you finally get your costumes, it's very transformative. It's like, you know, you, yeah. you put on this costume and like, I remember um, Jonathan Groff was talking about when he started playing the, the uh, King George in Hamilton. And it's like the moment that he got this big, heavy crown, suddenly he started walking differently and it became right. a little bit more flamboyant and he was in the character. And that's yeah. interesting that you kind of had your costume piece first and yes. it totally changed your demeanor and comedy yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. sort of backwards, you know, yeah, in a way. But uh, well, like for instance, you know, I'll put on my jacket and stuff, and I'll and and when I talk, I'll I'll do I'll do this, which I wouldn't yeah. normally do. Yeah. It's, it's not even I'm not even trying to do anything. It's just sort of like this and this and yeah. whatnot, and I talk a little more with my hands and mm. stuff like. So yeah, I mean, it does automatically sort of put you in a a different mood. Yeah. No doubt. Now here's um, I guess not a tougher question, but a, a question just because of the times that we're in in the world and everything you know offending everyone like you can't do or say anything without offending someone has your character run into that uh where you feel like you know i can't i'm not going to perform here or you know this is not appropriate to do 
No. Well, I mean, I, I, the only thing I've noticed, the, here's the thing that I found out is like, um, I, I've now been doing shows, a lot of shows, even, you know, uh, since these times have changed, as we say. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that I've really noticed is that there's a couple of, t which is really weird. And I've noticed this for other people that I've seen, like, for instance, I've noticed like some performers like Harrison Greenbaum or, or whatever yeah. will do the baby gag. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like the baby gag gets a little, the laughter is there, but it's hesitant. People are like, uh, can <laughs> we laugh? Yes, because you're not, you know, it's not, you're not making a joke about a certain race. You're just, you're just bringing to light the different colors of skin and making, you know, making a joke yeah. that they don't look the same or, you know, yeah. whatever. You're not, it's, that's the thing. People now are just, when you say a word, they automatically think you're talking derogatory yeah. about whatever this is. And so I totally reject the whole woke theory. I think they're all freaking idiots. <laughs> the entire world, who, the whole woke thing, I think those people need to freaking wake up and have a little taste of reality or yeah. they're going to be real bitter old sons mm. of bitches when they're old. <laughs> yeah. If they don't grasp the way the world really is and just go, hey, look, why do you think we have different countries, different languages, different colors? We're not all meant to be just all mixed up together, you know, because we have, I mean, not because we don't want to be, it's just because we have certain things, foods, uh, ways of dress, uh, you can, and, you know, music that we were, we grew up with. We understand, we understand the language and why things are done. And somebody else from another culture might not understand that. Mm -hmm. And so we're almost like trying to be forced to fit a, 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 a square into a round peg when it doesn't go. Yeah. And it's not that we're trying to be away from everybody else or saying, no, no, we don't want you. We don't like you. It has nothing to do with a like or respect or anything else. It's just like, Okay, um, you know, there's just some people, like, for instance, I, I know that my act does not go for certain cultures don't like what I do, or certain, mm -hmm. say, I don't know, uh, certain, you know, religion, <laughs> I don't know, certain religions <laughs> probably wouldn't like me, I don't know, I have no idea, but yeah. I'm not going to change. That devil's egg bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to change what I yeah. do to adapt yeah. to an audience. I, I have a little bit only because I don't want the routine to stall. Yeah. It has nothing to do with offending. I could give a rat's ass. <laughs> uh, of of whether I offend somebody or not, it's like an artist. It's like here's some uh, like Penn Gillette said something uh, one time. He says he has a problem with me, and the problem is is that artistically he respects what I do because an artist gets to do whatever the hell he wants to do and without being judged apparently. Yeah, but then he doesn't like what I do, so he's got an internal turmoil. Apparently, <laughs> me and nobody else. Yeah, which again, do I care? nada and, yeah. and he shouldn't care either but does he yeah so i don't know is the problem with me or the problem with him hmm? yeah i don't know it's interesting yeah. that pen wouldn't like what you do because not not that you guys are very close similar but like he is the talking piece and you yeah. know um and, and you know like i said when i saw you perform i said you stole the show because like you know, you would think that these guys with these huge illusions and stuff would be the draw, but because of how good you were at uh, communicating on stage and, and your scripting and pattern and stuff was so good and so tight that I thought you stole the show. I was like, Jeff, 
absolutely destroyed everybody else that was in the show tonight. Um, and so you would think that he would have more respect that way. Uh, yeah, no, and, and here's the thing, you know, obviously I could say the same thing about him because, yes. you know, I mean, some of the stuff he does, very sacrilegious. Does he care? No. Yeah. Do I care? I mean, yes, but I, I would never want to stifle what he does. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Mm -hmm. I I was one of the first ones to come out for Penn and Teller and be their cheerleaders. Yeah. When they were first out, you remember how freaky magicians got? Mm. I don't know. You were guys were kids at the time, but I don't know. <laughs> when they first came out. I'm saying was, mm -hmm, as if yeah. I was there. But, Blaze, you know, Blaze yeah. was not alive then. Everybody, no, no yeah, idea. But everybody no. was, they were losing their minds. They said, yeah. oh no, magic's over. We're destroyed. They're giving away. And I said, no, no, no. You guys don't understand that what they're doing is not about exposing yeah. They are trying to, you know, uh, uh, tell a story of magic. And, and, and I said, you know what? If they do the cups and balls, a real artist, uh, you know, like say uh, with, the, with the cups and balls, say, I don't know, um, anybody, Michael Lamar, David Williamson, name whoever you want, <clears throat> can follow them with the same trick and fool the audience. Yeah. And so I said, no, I, so, so I was their biggest cheerleader and I still am. I think they're brilliant, uh, their show. And I, mm. you know, and it's just the fact that he doesn't care for what I do. I, I don't care. And we've talked and I, he did a lecture for me, matter of fact, last year and, uh, or a, a talk, I guess it would be, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's fine, but, but you know, yeah. I, I just don't buy into the whole, the whole thing if, you know, so. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of that culture that is, um, and also, like, we're aware that we're three white dudes talking about this. So it's an interesting <laughs> line yeah. that we're towing yeah. <laughs> about woke culture as if we're. <laughs> the... But at the same time, it's like um, it, there's a lot of I feel like nowadays people getting offended on other people's behalf before the other people are necessarily offended at all. It's like just well, because of what you're doing could be offended. And I feel like that is kind of what you were talking about of like that in, uh, in and of itself is condescending. It's yes. like, I'm assuming exactly this group right. of people is going to not be able to take a joke. I'm assuming this group of people That's is right. not going to be able to handle the words coming out of someoneone's mouth. I've so I'm going to get somebody on that once. I, they said, oh, I don't like what you just said. I go, why? And they said, well, it's offensive. I go, to you? And they go, well, well, yeah. And I go, why? You know? And they said, mm -hmm. well, and I said, yeah, but you're not, you know, you're not gay or you're not whatever. I go, oh, I want to talk to somebody who actually would be the butt yeah. of these jokes that I'm doing apparently that is offensive. And I go, then yeah. I will change it. And I'll tell you what, that's just the opposite. You know, I've got, I've got, I've had more offers to do gay cruises than I can count. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of they're like, yeah. Jeff, are you, aren't you? Are you? <laughs> they go back to the first, the first thing they're like. And, and to be honest, to be? I mean, Hey, you know, Again, I don't judge. I don't care, uh, yeah. you know, who likes what I do or not. But I will tell you that I will not accept the gay cruise because I really would like to go out of my room after the show. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I would actually make it much more than 10 feet without, you know, uh, multiple date offers. And I'd be feel yeah. very awkward. Yeah, this is how I feel in West Hollywood. Um, but I was living in L.A. Not at all right. Now. Oh, okay. um, but uh, yeah, I think it's kind of it's kind of condescending to assume that somebody can't. can't That's right. A joke. And it's usually yeah. the people that would be the butt of the joke that are enjoying it, that are having yeah. a great time. And I to, to be honest, just because it's not I used to. I tell you, I was very gruff in my first uh couple of years on comedy clubs, I would really insult the heck out of people. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I said, uh, you know, I would pull out a gun and, you know, <laughs> not a real gun, mind you, but a fake gun. And I'd be threatening people and this, I don't know. I, you know, the different mindset when I'm, when you're 20, you're, you're like, do lots of stupid things. Are you guys, any of you guys 20? Cause you'd be really stupid uh, right now. Are you 20? He's, uh, he, he's close. There. He's close. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just letting you know, now. just letting you know, you're really stupid when you're 20. And then when you're 30, you figure out how stupid you are when you're 20. And then when you're 40, you go, boy, I was stupid when I was 30. And then when you're fit, boy, I was stupid. You know, and you're going back. And And then you die. (laughs) When you finally figure it out, you die. Yeah, you're wise when you're dead. That's That's right. (laughs) Oh. Oh, man. Well, Jeff, I know that you are on a time crunch tonight. So, oh, well, let's get to some. Uh, if uh, what do uh, we have? Like four people watching. What is it? Just yeah, yeah. two and two oh, more. It's just us two. Uh, <laughs> we've got, we've got numbers. Should, <laughs> should we go into the red? I think it's time to go into the red. You ready to go into the, go red, the red, Jeff? Uh, Lord of the Red. Well, I'm not sure what that means, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's bringing us into the red. Uh, It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. It's time for 20 questions. 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 Put two minutes on the clock. Put two minutes on the clock. Put two minutes on the clock. Two minutes on the clock. Here we go. Oh boy! Oh, we need to we need to do it. Yeah, lurking down. I was like, you gotta bring Jeff up. Uh, I know the thing is, I can't. I can't. But next time, next time, we'll uh, I'll set it up so that I can play these as a video and we can still see each other. Um, But yes, uh, because oh, you're gonna be moving and grooving with our next jingle. Okay. But we do have uh, this countdown right here. So basically the way that this works, we have two minutes on the clock, as you heard from the jingle, and 20 questions in two minutes. So uh, we'll see how many you can get through and where you rank on the leaderboards of quick-witted magicians. (laughs) All right, Jeff, are you ready? I I wasn't expecting this. I didn't know this was happening. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Six, five, four, three, two, one. Dream vacation destination. What? Dream, dream vacation, vacation destination. destination. Favorite? Dream vacation destination. Oh, uh, that would be uh, that would be uh, that would be uh, 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 Brisbane, Australia. Biggest pet peeve. Mean people. Biggest mistake during a performance. Uh, asked a person without a hand to hold out the clean one. <laughs> what always makes you laugh? <laughs> Mel Brooks movies. Uh, secret talent. Um, I whistle backwards by sucking in. First time you ever saw a magic trick? Seven years old in my school. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? X-ray vision. Dream performance venue? I did them all. Uh, most cherished memory? Um, probably playing baseball with my dad. Favorite food? My wife's a wonderful cook. That's a toughie. But let's just say broccoli fettuccine. Uh, favorite movie? Forrest Gump. What's the worst job you ever had? Uh, a, a fryer cook at Kentucky Fried Chicken when I was 14. Uh, favorite magician? Fred Capps. 
If you won the lottery, what's the first thing you'd buy? Uh, a bigger house. Uh, what's your most highly recommended magic product or book? My own, my egg bag. If you could remake any movie and star in it, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Casablanca. Uh, would you rather feel like a potato or look like a potato? Oh, definitely feel like a potato. If you had one wish, what would you wish for? I would wish for peace on earth. Uh, favorite toy growing up? That was a Verdi bird, little helicopter. All right, we made it through 19. 19. I know that there were a couple seconds because I kept, <laughs> we kept talking at the same yeah. time. So question 20. Yes. Favorite sports team? Green Bay Packers. Oh, look at that. Wow. Look at what that. a man's man. Jeff Jeff has an answer. Most he magicians, has an answer. Je, oh, Jeff, my gosh. Most magicians don't even know what a sports team is. No, oh, I'm joking. <laughs> I just Come read Pavel's comment. You said extra vision. He <laughs> said extra vision. <laughs> did, I, did I say that? Did I say extra vision? No, no. You said x-ray. Oh. But, but, but extra vision. Hey, come on. Uh, and uh, Toronto Maple Leafs? Come on. I saw there them live. Go. Nice. What are you talking nice. about? Philadelphia Flyers? Oh, yeah. Oh. Boom. Easy. Easy. Yeah. That's oh. awesome. Well, Jeff, you made it through. We'll we say we made it through 20 questions. because we'll yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah Packers and me. On, on the movie, though, of me being yeah. a part of the movie, I'm like, oh. yeah. Yeah, there's so the, many good ones. You know? The interesting thing is, no one has answered the same as their favorite movie. Like yeah. you said, Forrest Gump is your favorite movie. Why not go back and and star in Forrest Gump? Well, sometimes, mm. well, <laughs> yeah, I you know sometimes you know they you can take a movie that's old and redo it, and sometimes it's better. Most of the times it's not, but I always like to see. Boy, if you redid that movie now today. Yeah, you know, would it be better? And so I think that's a that's a that's one that no one has tried to redo. So it's a good that's a good point. I don't think you could ever do like uh, Forrest Gump, which actually Forrest Gump won the Academy Award mm. the same year Shawshank Redemption was up for it. Oh, um, and wow. I mean, whew, yeah, those that's, are, that's on my that's on my top ten too. Yeah, yeah, those are two like heavy heavy hitters yeah. uh, of all time, right? So, yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah. Uh, so there it is. So wow. Okay. So I wasn't expecting that, but thank you. That yeah. Oh yeah. Tigger. Tigger brought up last week's. Andy Gladwin said that Andy Gladwin, owner of Vanishing Inc., said that if he won the lottery, the first thing he'd buy would be Penguin Magic. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the best lottery answer we've that had for sure. Oh, nice. John Smith is here. He says that he met you when he worked for Magic Zone in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, no doubt. How you doing, John? So, um, John Smith. That's a very unique well, name. Yeah, his real name is Rutherford Dillard Wad, but, you know. <laughs> but yeah, he's incognito right now. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the witness protection program. Well, some, okay. Some shit went down uh, at Magic Zone. Have you ever heard of the the singer? He's been around way. I mean, retro singer. I mean, you guys. You ever heard of Engelbert Humperdinck? Yeah, yeah. I that's his, that's his stage name. Yeah. That's a, you know what his real name is? <laughs> oh, I did. No, know. it's Jimmy Dorsey. If your name is Jimmy Dorsey, why would you go? You know, Engelbert Humperdinck. What the yeah. hell's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. 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 
He just yeah. thought that was way more catchy, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. People but, are hey, going to remember it. With that name, so I goes, people are having such a tough time spelling my name. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. gotta make it more straightforward. Yeah. That's right. As soon as I started doing performing professionally, I was like, my last name needs to change. Uh, I started doing a TV show and I remember we were sitting in the producer's office before he went out to film and he's like, so what's your last name? And he's like, because we are not using your real one. What is your real uh, last name? My real last name is Hernzich. Um, yeah, that so, could be easily yeah. just, uh, yeah, chopped up a bit. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can see yeah. where you're. Well, it has a, has a hyphen in the middle. So it's Hern oh. hyphen Zich. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh man, like. And, and I was happy because I said like that my parents hyphenated their names because if it wasn't, it'd just be like mm. Ryan Zitch. And then my teachers would have been Ryan like, Zitch. oh, the whole class has Ryan Zitch this year. You know, like, <laughs> it's a terrible thing going yeah, I around. I see why stuff, you wouldn't right? want to do that. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so now we've le we're legally or it's in the process of legally being mm. changed. So yeah. uh, everybody spells my name wrong. Especially yeah. my last name. My last name is Sarah, but everyone imagines it's Sierra. They everybody sees an imaginary I in well, the name. Well, yeah, and I always did too. When Sierra. I first, I look and I go, "Oh no, that's Sarah." But I had to, I had to look at it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People not used to that. Uh, Tigger says that I can go undercover as Edward Ryan's. Ah, <laughs> there we go. That's like Bobby. Yeah. It's <laughs> sort of like I, I think you know, sort of like the uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then it's like the porn name is uh, Saving Ryan's, <laughs> Ryan's Private. Ryan's you know, private. Yeah, yeah. Thing, if you switch things around. Sh shaving it. Ryan's Private. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, bad. so bad. Just sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> you know, I can tell that we're going to get a bunch of, uh, you know, I'm going to get a lot of woke people going, oh, I hate this guy. So, <laughs> and by the way, you don't bother because I'm not going to respond. So I don't know. There really you care. go. Yes. This will be the yeah. most hated episode ever. <laughs> just well, comments that's fine. You want to make it worse? We, Let's we tell some it. jokes. <laughs> what? Yeah, let's go. What? Uh, what social media are you? Uh, are you most active on? What do you? I would say that. Or? Well, my my uh, personally, I've got a couple of uh, Facebook, you know, uh, pages. Uh, one for with the clown nose, and that's sort of like my business one. And then I got the regular Jeff Hobson one, and then I've got one for Marvin's Magic Theater as well. Mm. Nice. So the Facebook, and then I, I I do have an Instagram uh, for Marvin's Magic Theater. We've got a Twitter for Marvin's Magic Theater. I don't have the personal ones. I do, but can't find them, or I don't really yeah. want to post them. <laughs> I'm I'm done with the most. You know, social media is all great and wonderful. And actually, to be honest, out in where I am in, I'm in old people land. Uh, you know, everyone around here is you know is like you know. Uh, you know, a uh, hundred years old on the average. Um, and uh, they all do, they think, they think they are serious when, when they're doing next door. Ooh, you know, and I went, what's the next door? What is that? What is that? Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. Did you don't even know, right? No idea. Okay. It's imagine Facebook for like your little community that you live in. It's only like a, it's, oh. it's very demographically cut off. So, so this is like one community say it's, you know, private gated community, you can make yeah. a, 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 this, this, a, you know, like a, a group just for these little communities. Yeah. And it's like a knitting club. Oh, did you see last night, Gladys, there was a man walking without pants on. Now that yeah. you mentioned it, I had someone deliver a paper to my door and it, in Canada, it's like the neighborhood or something it's called. Yeah. 
Uh, and it was like they wanted our group of all these neighbors on our street to join this group. And then we were, I was like, no, <laughs> I, yeah, no. I talked to my neighbors. It's just a lot of people that yeah. are just it's, it's busy body, bodies at home, you know, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But however, I, that being said, I have to say that um, that that's that is probably at least out here, the most powerful and most, you know, active, uh, you know, social media platform. Uh, so if you're going after like, you know, 50s and on up, I I would do that first, really. Interesting. Yeah, first I've got to move to your neighborhood and yeah. then I've got to install an app. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's old people everywhere. Watch out. I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I got I to gotta target that demographic. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You get they're the ones with money though, right? Well, I was going to say, if you guys want to marry a rich old woman, then come on out. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be performing at Marvin's uh, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on the next door us, app. Babe. Follow yeah. us on next door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. They're Follow all us on yeah, next door. door. <laughs> Follow uh, us on next door. You're within a one mile radius. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it's really if, targeted marketing. <laughs> yeah, if, it is. yeah, if your scooter will get you here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's only announced. location specific, it's yeah. very much demographic yeah. age specific. <laughs> Battery length. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Grady said that he saw you at three times at the Kravis Center. Uh, three nights oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's, uh, that's West Palm Beach, uh, Florida. I was just thinking about that, matter of fact, for our, because uh, so it was a great, uh, it's a great spot out there and our beautiful facilities. And um, yeah, and that, that's another community that, that next door would work for because yeah. that's another sort of senior <laughs> affluent area, nice. you know? So nice. uh, at least they have their share of them. And I don't, it's not all that way, but there's, you know, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So let me ask you this as someone that has, uh, I would say absolutely killed it in the comedy magic um, scene for, you know, years and years and years if someone if one of our viewers is watching and they want to start doing comedy magic you know what is the best approach to go at that um do you think it was like comedy clubs that really honed you in on that so our winner is the question that how should people get into it yeah if if someone you know i like i i know a bunch of people that are like oh i'm a comedy magician i have one friend i've told him so many times i said jeff takes what he does and goes like, you know, 10 times. And I keep telling him that he needs to go 10 times bigger. Um, right. Because I said, like, you've shown people like how effective and great that can be. Um, right. But like advice for people that are trying to to get into comedy magic, I guess. Okay, well, the uh, <clears throat> the bad news is, is that there's not really places that many places to be bad. You have to, you no matter what you do, you can practice all you want in front of your mirror or videotape your shows or do whatever you want to do, but nothing means, it doesn't mean anything unless you try yeah. it in front of a real audience and make mm -hmm. mistakes and go, oh, that didn't go. Oh, that bomb. You want to bomb. That's the whole idea. Mm -hmm. Any, mm -hmm. any comedians at all that you want to bomb and you're going to bomb. And the problem is, is that, you know, now, yeah, there's comedy clubs, but there's hardly as many as there were. You know, in Detroit, there was like 10 of them I could walk into and do, you know, open mic night. 
Now yeah. it's tough to find one. But that's the trick is that you I tell anybody who's trying to get in the show business. I even told my my uh, my daughter who just graduated from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, Los Angeles. You know, she's going to be she wants to be an entertainer, an actor. You know, that sort of thing. I said uh, to everyone, same thing. Um, get on stage as often as possible to do, even if you're not performing, get up and introduce people, talk before groups of people as much as you possibly can. Mm. Because to get away those jitters that you have to get through is to be, you have to be as comfortable in front of people as you are in front of your best friend and just chatting with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, because that can be really be daunting, you know, imagine somebody getting into comedy magic and they, Oh good. I'm doing my first show. And all of a sudden it's like a thousand people at a theater and this is your <laughs> first, you're going to poop your pants. Yeah. Uh, j- you know, if you're not going to be sweating through your clothes, you're going to be dropping it's stuff's going to happen. It's just going to happen. So the whole idea is, is you got to get as comfortable as you can in, in front of strangers as you do your friends, no matter how you do it. So that's, that's the number one thing is get all of the uh, mm. stage jitters out of you. Uh, and then secondly is to, uh, you know, there was one theory is don't look at what anyone else is doing and just do your own thing. Well, the problem is humans don't work that way. We got to have a basis of something to be able to create something different. You can't just go, you can't take a baby out of a womb and here, do a magic show with no props. You know, they're not going to know what to do. So, uh, so you need, you, you need to have take, so in the, and the other theory is look at everything and everybody and what they do and don't take exactly stuff from anyone's act, but go, wow, why did that work? How did that make me feel? What can I do to change it up, make it towards me? Uh, yeah. That's another thing, you know, and then the other thing is to find uh, your character. Now, everyone says that flippantly a lot. Oh, just do it. You know, find your character. Character is is not just like mine was accidental. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was lucky. But when I explain to people how to find the characters, I so I go, well, look at all the, the biggest stars on our planet up until Michael Jackson. Everybody has doesn't look like, sound like, dress like, you know, or do anything like anyone else before. They're all one of a kind for some Mm -hmm. reason. Whether that's accidental or on purpose doesn't matter. So what I would say to comedy is find out what everyone else is doing and, and okay, set yourself aside, go dress differently, look differently, sound differently, different music, different, and and change it all up from everyone else and set yourself Mm -hmm. aside. The worst thing you can do is copy somebody else. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because... And, and here's the other reason that I get ticked off. I'm like, if you're going to copy me, that's all, you know, fine for you. But if all of a sudden somebody comes up to me and goes, you know, I saw that act on this cruise ship. You know, weren't you on this cruise ship? This other guy did this act and it's exactly like yours. Now I'm ticked <laughs> off, hmm. right? Yeah. So it's all fine and well, but for this is a really small ball we live on and it's getting smaller yeah. every day. And if somebody videotapes something, that is that's yours or you know at least your your routine or your presentation and copies it now that's a direct problem if somebody's in the middle of the antarctic and they're up there i don't care what you do have fun but but the thing is is that you need you need to find your own way your own style your own way of dressing Mm. and whatever it is like be different yeah yeah i think we know what that was ryan right yeah that was that was 
The gold nugget drop. mic yeah. drop right there. That was a mic drop moment. Game changer. That was the game changer. That um, was no, that was that was really great advice. And it's like, yeah, how do you yeah, look, he's dropping the mic right <laughs> he's there? He's dropping look, he's the mic. The, he's got the open hand. Yeah. It's but it, it, yeah, it's like how do you know if you're unique or if you are doing something different unless you have the context to understand what everybody else is doing. That way you can set yourself apart. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know? It is tempting. Things? I mean, let's face it. When you, when you're starting, when I started, I did copy a few things I saw on television, like from people that I like Fred Caps. I went, oh, that's the best salt pork, and I tried to duplicate it. I didn't know how it was done. I made it my own <laughs> method, but I did the same sort of, you know, and and, and uh, so eventually, when you do it, you start putting yourself, in, and then it becomes your own. But yeah. we all have to hang our hat on something that we know, Oh, that's good. Okay. If you're going to do somebody else's stuff, do it for like one show (laughs) and see if it works and then change it. You know, that's exactly, I was talking to someone this week and they said, if, if you're new at something, uh, watch a video, do it like that person one time so that you figure out what works for that person. That's right. And then go back and go, okay, mm-hmm. this worked. Why did this work? How That's do right. I change this? Right. That's uh, right. Which was interesting because when I was growing up, I had someone say, you could watch a DVD, but only watch the instructional video uh, uh, and mute right. everything else. If you're going to watch right. anything, just mute it so that you're not, you know, essentially subconsciously copying That's them right. when you're going to perform. Yeah. And I thought that was great. But yeah, that's um, good too. But that's difficult because it is, you know, yeah. You just open up a web, you know, YouTube and you can see everything anytime. And it's too tempting, obviously. But that is, if you can do it, that's the way to do it. I I do have a crazy egg bag story um, (laughs) because so when I was, yeah, (laughs) no doubt. When I was younger, uh, my mentor back then, uh, he was an illusionist uh, and I said, you know, everybody wanted to be David Copperfield, right? And so I was like, okay, I came, I, you know, got some money back in the day. I was like, okay, I'm going to buy these illusions and stuff. And he said, no, don't, don't do it. And he's like, because the performer is the person in between all the big illusions. Mm. The illusions are going to last 30 seconds out of your hour long show. Uh, And so he said, we're going to go to the magic shop. And he said, get, get the thing that you hate the most (laughs) and make it your own. Yeah. Make it the best trick in your show. Yeah. Uh, and so I was pretty young. I grabbed an egg bag because I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know what this, what, like, this yeah. cannot be good. This has to right? suck. Yeah. I was like, it's an egg and a bag. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't want to go uh, like full, like colored streamers and stuff. I was like, okay, the egg bag looks cool enough because it's black uh, yeah. that I could pull it off. But, um, and I did, I, I tried to make it my own, at, but the, and he showed me you and was like, look, this guy absolutely kills with an egg bag. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I came up with this thing where I had latex eggs and I had them all over. And so at the end, like I had to be so uncomfortable on stage moving about, but at the end I would dump the bag and six eggs would fall out of the bag. Oh, that's um, good. And so, yeah, it's like, I'll make breakfast on stage and have bacon and stuff. But uh, Mm. see, there you go. Good. uh, But it was a good thing to say, like, you know, I think a lot of our viewers uh, and I've talked about something you hate. Yeah. Actually, I even say that I think the egg bag sort of a stupid trick, because if say this was an egg, right? Okay, here's an egg. And uh, there you go. Eggs gone. uh, Next. 
Let's move yeah. on. But yeah. somehow we put it like in a bag and then turn the bag inside out and then make a reappearance. You know, just go, hey, there's an egg. Yeah. There's not an egg. I mean, that's yeah. why are we screwing with a bag, you know? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, most magic is that way. You have to have some sort of a device. But uh, yeah, no, I never liked the egg bag either. So, yeah. you know. But it is. Uh. I think it's a cool thing, though, because I think uh, as a society, especially magicians, we're always looking for the newest, coolest thing. Sure. Mm. Right. It's always like, what's the coolest product on the market right now? I got to have it. And we're all guilty of it. Sure. But like, but then you see, like, you've been doing the egg bag for years, traveled around the world with it. Right. And that should be inspiring to people to to work on their acts you know and like really we're honing on scripting and and, you Mm. know and blocking and everything because what you do is so perfect that it's taking you around the world well you know you won't matter of fact you know like for instance i just did uh somebody when i did abbots or something um and i did a thumb tie um you know egg bag and in my gypsy Mm. thread routine and Mm. they said Man, they said all these people were coming out with big props. You came out with everything in your pockets, <laughs> and you did. Well, how how is that possible? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's easy. I put it in my pockets. You know. Yeah. So, but no, that saved my butt many times. Being able to, you know, put a forty-five minute show in your pockets and, or you know, and have a great day. So. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a game changer yeah. right there. Is like out of your yeah. pockets. You know. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's literally what I did this weekend when I went to uh, Keller's. I was like, all right, I'm going to travel there with basically nothing. Yeah. I'm going to go to Staples and spend 70 bucks and uh, and be able to do my Buy full show. And- yeah, yeah, I bought yeah. a whiteboard and then uh, the whiteboard had a dent on it. So I returned it and I got half my money back after I saw <laughs> my show. Oh, I'm going to tell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Staples, look out. Staples comes after me. Dent. But uh. yeah, it was, it was dent. It was a good size dent in the board. So I said, hmm, can't have that. I don't want to bring that yeah. back to Canada. So absolutely, there's 40 of wow. my $70 back. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But... Wow. Uh, well, yeah. I know, and, I know. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, it's interesting because um, you were talking before about if someone imitates your act, because you exist in both worlds, especially doing a lot of comedy clubs, being deep into the comedy scene, as well as the magic world. And there's kind of different thought processes, like different pedagogies when it comes to the idea of plagiarism in both of those different art forms, it seems, because in yeah. comedy, it's like if you were to say somebody else's jokes, like I remember the, the whole Carlos Mencia scandal, it was a yeah. whole big thing. Yeah, he was everyone jokes, jumped you know? on your throat, heavy duty, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas in magic, it's like there's so much constant imitation all the time and people are doing effects that are centuries old or people, we'll see yeah, people, people and there's less of a... I found know. out that people will... I've had many people go, you know, I'm doing a, uh, a tribute to you. You know, they th- for some and whether they're making it up and just BSing or whatever, but I, but no, there's some people that genuinely think that if I copy you exactly, that's doing me a favor or mm. honoring me or you know putting me up on a path. I'm like, and I kept on going, nope. I go, no, 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 that's not. not. I said, yeah. I I I see where you're going. You're thinking that's good, but I said it's not a good thing. And then yeah. people just sort of stare at you like, what? But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I saw I saw a Facebook post in a group that uh, I'm no longer a part of that was asking about um that was like, "Oh, you know, in magic it, it uh 
you know, everybody says imitation is flattery and, uh, you know, like where's the line when it comes to imitating and stuff. And, you know, should we, uh, should we think of that as like a really great thing and things and all the comments were like, Oh yeah. You know, like you're paying tribute to somebody's act. And I was, I just replied like, that's not flattery. It's plagiarism. And people did not like my comment. (laughs) No, no, there's, there's, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of, you know, end this little, our wonderful story here uh, that we have with a story about a magician who probably isn't watching, but he may be. Um, and he was originally from Iowa and uh, he goes as Mr. Magic. And Mr. Magic uh, uh, did not do magic well. In fact, he was pretty awful at it because I saw a video <laughs> Uh, but he comes and come, he comes to all the shows dressed up in his costume, I guess, if you want to call it. And he sits <laughs> down with a pad of paper and he starts drawing out the illusions and writing the jokes and oh, oh, that's good. And he writes it. Oh, that's good. And right in the front. And he and he thinks, oh, this is my job and this is what I want going to do. And and during a live show at Harris in Vegas, I actually took it and I said, oh, aren't you Mr. Magic from from Iowa? He goes, uh huh. And I went and I just grabbed a pad of paper and I said, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I took the notes and I said, you know what? I said, uh, uh, Bill Smith and Johnny Goner in the back, which they were watching the show. And I said, I'm going to compare these notes with them to make sure that you have this all right. And I said, in the meantime, (laughs) you should work on something a little more your speed. And I got out of a a, balloon animal or, you know, a a balloon. (laughs) And I gave it to him and start on that and get back to me when you're done. He finally got ticked off. And then I hadn't heard from him since. So maybe I embarrassed the heck out of him. But see, I, I don't think they get it. I think they think it's okay. Yeah. Mm. And there's certain people that just do. And it's a little bit sad. And I think it's, you know, it's stuff. It's what we're doing right now and talking about these things and letting people know that. No, it's 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 not. It's not good for them. It's not good for me. It's not for magic or entertainment as a whole to do just to copy stuff, you know, uh, flippantly. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100 percent. Well, Jeff, can we leave you on this? Because this is the most important question. Which Jeff are you talking about? (laughs) Both of you, Jeffs. I hope you're ready. I hope you are. The most important question of the evening. Yes. Are you ready? Lasagna. Lasagna. What's your favorite genre of lasagna? Meat. Lasagna. Veggies. Lasagna. Plain. Lasagna. Saucy. Lasagna. What's your favorite genre of lasagna? Lasagna. I'm scared. Question of the evening. I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm. I don't know if I want to do this. (laughs) That's it. I feel violated already. We haven't even discussed anything. You know, when I was writing the song, I was inspired. I just watched some of your videos. I was inspired. I just. He said. He said. I really. He channeled the ghost of Liberace when he was writing with lasagna. Oh, of course. Okay. Oh, this is our most important question of the evening. All right, this I, I'm going to be serious with it. I'll give you a serious answer. The, this, this is why the question was in the, the the question was in the song. In case you needed to reiterate, lasagna. The the question is, Jeff. Yes, oh, people. <laughs> I'm love, listening. What is your favorite genre of lasagna? My favorite genre of lasagna is Victorian. 
Victorian lasagna is the best. Ooh, new style new of lasagna. Genre. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, if I were living in in those times, I would definitely demand lasagna, and I bet you it would be damn good. Jeff, we've done like over, it. we've asked this question over fifty times At throughout least, yeah. Magic After Dark and through All Access Magic, yeah, and we have never gotten Victorian lasagna. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. Wow. I mean, now, if you were to me. bake, and and Jeff, oh, I think he left. Oh, now, sorry. now, now, the thing is, if if Jeff Hobson <clears throat> were to bake a Victorian lasagna, and Jeff McBride Baked were to bake identical second Victorian lasagna, and then place said second lasagna atop of the first lasagna, do you now have one lasagna, Jeff, or two? Is it out of the plate or did you take it out of the actual baking dish and put it right on top? Ooh, Ooh. this is a new answer. New criteria. Jeff, you are blowing this away. Oh, man, um, the creativity is off the charts here. This is, this. I mean. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if you kept it in the dishes, it is two lasagna. You take <laughs> it out of the dishes and put them one on top of the other. It is one lasagna. So it has to be lasagna. taken out of the dish. That is, that makes sense. Taken out of the dish. Wow. Makes sense. I like it. Wow. I am wow. now taking appointments uh, for any psychological <laughs> disturbances people may have uh, because go. of our episode here at All Access Magic. And you can talk to me and tell me your problems, and I'll basically just tell you to go buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Jeff on Facebook at uh, at Marvin's Magic. Check him also uh, on Next Door. He really <laughs> wants to talk to you whenever yeah. you move into the neighborhood. Uh, and you're you're going to be at Magic Live, yes? I will be there. Sweet. We are having a lasagna eating contest at Magic Live. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> that sounds. I love. My <laughs> wife makes the best lasagna in the world, and although it's not Victorian, it's the best. Jeff, we might have to get her yeah. to send you some along. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be texting over yeah. on next door. We'll hit you up. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for joining thank us, so Jeff. Uh, have you. a fantastic dinner with your wife. And thank you, Mr. McBride. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have you on soon as well. Thank you. Have, have you a all. great night. Thanks Take so care. much. Thanks all right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. And here we are. Thank you so That's much, awesome. everybody, for watching. Such a, that was the best one of the best answers. That was <laughs> no one has answer. said, Have you taken it out of the dish? No, no, no nobody's even asked. Jeff Everybody's just assumed, yeah, thinking above everybody else already. So that's yeah. uh, but next uh, level, big brain, big brain. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're done. This is early 11 o'clock. This wow. is an early one. Wow, this is also the shortest episode we've it's ever like had, a, yeah, of all access magic. Have, have we? There's been a couple I thought that were like an hour long. Franco was still longer than an hour. I think he was the shortest oh, yeah. one we've had before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we pushed him a little bit further. He said one hour, but yeah, because I, I was going to say uh, um, David Penn, he was pretty quick as well, but I think he might have mm. been nine. I think he was nine minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, wow. Well, this has been a fun one, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, check out our Patreon if you are still watching because we yeah. are we, we have a stretch up? goal up on Patreon. Absolutely. We have yeah, a huge stretch goal, and we could really, really use your help to make this happen, to make this a reality. You heard us mention it before that we are doing um, this 
lasagna eating contest. We've, we've mentioned so, it every week. We want to make this happen. Every single week. We uh, really want to make this happen. And there's so. not many weeks left. Uh, like, how long do we have till Magic Live? We got one, two, three, four, five, five more Wednesdays before Magic Live. Um, that's crazy so we have uh a stretch goal i'm just pulling up the uh the public page so that we can see what it looks like from this is our our patreon everybody so you can see the different membership tiers uh lasagna stacked vip patron all of them have different benefits and uh, we really appreciate all of our patrons. We do a lot of really fun things like game nights with our patrons. You have a direct line of communication to talk to us anytime. And uh, we're trying to make this thing happen. We're trying to make this the best possible lasagna eating contest extravaganza at Magic Live. So That's if it. you scroll down, we have a goal right here. We are 36% complete on our stretch goal for the... Uh, the lasagna eating contest make it happen make it happen i mean just the content alone uh if you're not going to be at magic live the videos that are going to come from yeah. magic live uh are going to be absolutely nuts yeah. we're going to be um, shooting constantly oh that's interesting with the patreon subscription can the tier be changed from month to month yes yeah absolutely yep yeah 100 yeah. so you can change your tier at any point um and so that's the cool thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we are so close. I mean, we're almost halfway, but we only have yeah. five weeks. Uh, and I mean, hopefully let, let's say four weeks because we really yeah. want to get everything, uh, bought and, and, and done and set up yeah. for while we get there instead of it being last minute. Um, and uh, oh, and Phil oh, and Johnny just said, we'll see you at Magic Live. Anybody who is a viewer or patron, if you're a patron, you can absolutely come to the lasagna eating contest. Yep. So please, uh, please join us on Patreon and uh, then you can be a special guest to this private party. You'll get to have some lasagna uh, or or be one of the judges potentially. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, let's hit it, guys. Let's hit it. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your loved ones buy a uh, sign up for the patreon that's where we want to yeah. do this just so. it just support us until magic live just to get the goal <laughs> even if you want to drop off it's fine i'll, <laughs> I'll be, be the, the guy, guy carrying the lasagna, lasagna. The egg bag. that would be amazing that would be absolutely amazing but uh but yeah well we could really use your help and support to make this the the best possible content at magic live possible i mean I mean, guys, Chris Kenner is going to be a judge of lasagna yeah. eating contest. Has already confirmed it, uh, but we need to make it happen. We need to be able to buy enough lasagna for all of all of our guests that we've had on the show yeah. to make it as epic as possible. So, um, yeah, let's make it happen. Let's, let's make it happen, guys. Thanks so much again for watching, everybody. This has well, been another really fun episode. We'll oh, see all the patrons on the weekly patter. Uh, that's another, you, you get the weekly patter as well. Full another episode. Well. Yeah. Um, we do a whole extra podcast every single week. You can see all of the benefits on the Patreon page again, down there, patreon.com slash all access magic. But, uh, we do a lot of, uh, extra podcasts every single week for the patrons, the weekly patter. And we get a lot, uh, we have a lot of fun on that. We go, uh, in, <laughs> on some bad magic and things that we wouldn't necessarily do on the main show because it's kind of a little private party for us. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what we can't do after dark, we do on the weekly patter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, so, so, but, uh, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in tonight. Hopefully you enjoyed Jeff. Um, 
And uh, uh, should we tell them who we have next week? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. Double check. I got to double check. Uh, I believe it's my friend. It is. It is. Next. Yeah, this guy had the best April Fools' video of all time a few years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say it It was the smoke ring. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? And he was like, "Oh, he fooled the crap out of the entire Magic community because they put it up. I think it was maybe the day before April Fools. They started building Mm. it, or a couple days before they started building this thing of like." he's releasing this product and it was like just crazy and uh and then sure enough april fools it came out Hmm. yeah yeah so we have the incredible tom elderfield mr tom elderfield show tom's a beast great guy i'm really looking forward to having him so if you would like to support the show and you get to jump in call in chat with tom Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Alex's Magic. Hang out with us on game nights. It'll be a blast. Yeah, we're having Lasagna. a game nights soon, so uh, get in because you otherwise you won't miss it. And it's you don't want to miss those because they're nuts. Uh, the game nights are nuts. So They're always so much fun. So, but, uh, Thanks, everybody, for watching. Garvin shouted out the weekly patter is great. Thanks. Yeah, Garvin was commenting on the weekly patter earlier today. I yeah, saw that actually. I was going to comment back, but I figured Garvin, you'd be on earlier tonight. So uh, hopefully, you'll watch back the rest of the episode. It was a, it was a fun one. But uh, yeah. anyways, guys, we're off to bed early tonight. So sit, sounds great. See you guys next week. See uh, you next week. Peace. peace.